Okay, so let's dive in. We left Henry off staring at Bardolph, who just did what? Stole. Stole, Stole what? Cross from a church. Cross. It is interesting. On page 188, on page 188, it says a packs of little price, which, what's the irony? There's a lot of it there, but what's the irony of that? A pax is a jeweled cross of little price. Is does the cross is there anything to do with a little price for a cross? <laughs> the cross is what? The big the biggest price. God, God Himself ran and I want to use this language, ransomed us. Does that make sense? So he gave his life to ransom us from the enemy. Got it? They're gonna be talking about ransom and stuff like that in here where the French are going to ask for Henry's body as ransom for the fight. Uh, but I think it's intriguing on page 188, stealing a cross of little price, a packs of little price, and he's going to die. right? And then we get page 189, certainly in Sing. Right? Um, he says to him, he's like, first epistle's like, please, please, let him off. Come on, let him off. He's like, if he was my own brother I would bid the king to do his will got it so is he going to get anything from Llewellyn here nada you can see again we're back to that traitor concept where Henry like the audience is watching the setup here and also the irony when we're talking about brotherhood as a theme and what and then layered it down what do you do it's one thing when your best friends are going to kill you for money from the French. It's another when Bardolph, who's his bar buddy growing up, right, steals from the French while they're attacking. But the, the rule is what? Dad. Yeah, you got to do it. And you had talked about this, but there's this great speech. Great speech on page 193. It's actually... A famous speech. So I don't know if it'd be in Shakespeare's top ten, but it's a quotable. Okay, there's a big quotable speech on page 193. All right. So I say we just jump right in. Should we jump in? Let's turn the light off. Does everybody understand the context of what we're about to watch? We got it. <laughs> Easy there, buddy. You all right? I think I broke the chair. Hey, get the guy a new chair. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Phew. <laughs> Come on, little little buddy here. Flames fire. I'm going to back it up just so we get our context. That's tragic right there, actually. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Now they skip a couple pages in the movie. Page 190 and 191, they just skip. Coming from the bridge, the Duke of Exeter's safe. God be praised and blessed, then he hurt in the world. But keeps the bridge most valiantly with excellent discipline. <laughs> Captain! 
I think this is to do me favors. The Duke of Exeter doth love thee well. I, I praise God, and uh, I have merited some love at his hands. God of a soldier firm and sound of heart, and buxom valor hath thy cool fashion and giddy fortune furious. Sickle wheel. Touching your patience, ancient pistol. Fortune is an excellent borrow. Well, fortune is Bardolph's foe and frowns on him, for he hath stolen a back, and hanged must he be. Therefore, go speak. The Duke will hear thy voice. Speak, Captain, for life, and I will be requited. Ancient Pestol, I do partly understand your meaning. Why then? Rejoice, therefore! Is not a thing to rejoice at. Look you, if he were my brother, I would desire the Duke to do his good pleasure and put him to execution. This cannot to be used. Die and be damned. And friendship. Hello, language lessons. <laughs> Do you have no book? No book today? No, I don't know where my hand is. You can snuggle. Snuggle. Hello, Florida. Come and start from the bridge. I so please, Your Majesty. Duke of Exeter hath very gallantly maintained the bridge. What men have you lost, Florida? I think the Duke hath lost never a man. But one that is like to be executed for robbing a church. One Bardolph, if your majesty know the man. His face is all ubicles and welks and knobs and flames of fire. And his lips blows at his nose. And it is like a coal of fire, sometimes blue, sometimes red. <coughs> Does he know him? But his nose is executed and his fire's out. What do you do? Good King uh, Becky. This is tricky though too. I want you guys to try to put yourself there. Try to put yourself there. I would probably what, Well, we have one of your best friends, uh, best friend, one of your good friends ish. I mean, you, you've been hanging out. This is grammar school buddy, high school buddy. You hang out. This is your hangout buddy, who you don't hang out with anymore because you're king now. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. Actually, that's a great point. Let's let's hold that. But what we could assume going into the scene is that Henry has been saying, like he says in his speech right here, we're not we're not going to steal anything. We're not going to use that unfair advantage to just pillage and plunder as we go. Because quite frankly, if we're going to take over this country, it'll be our country. So we want to kind of have some semblance of dignity and honor as we take it over. Does that well, make sense? Didn't he just say that he was going to. Like, rape all your kids. Now, that's that's what I want us to get at is Shakespeare's stacking these scenes, isn't he? Yeah. Because that's a little tricky because he's like, he even says in this speech, I don't want any un, you know, any abusive language, which what did he do two scenes ago? <laughs> right? So, th but but the assumption of the scene is that not you're going to, if you get caught stealing from the French right now, you get hung. So he's trying to have some sense of order. Uh -huh. All right, fair enough? 
If you had to decide, what would you do? You're the one who your friend got caught, and they're all turning to you. Like, should we turn him in? Should we? Should we tell the administration? Should we tell Corey Hockett and Jeff Brooke? Or not, right? He just nods. They're gonna do a flashback to Henry Four. Okay. So as you see it, they'll flashback. You do not have to watch this. I show it just because it's part of the story. And if you went to a theater, they're probably gonna do something to give you the visual representation. But you don't have to watch it. This is a flashback. Who is tied to that mug? <laughs> Do not, when thou art king, hang a thief. No. I actually love how Kenneth Branagh put this into this scene because in Henry IV they're all like hey you're gonna be king someday hey when you're king don't hang thieves right you're not gonna hang thieves are you right you got our you got our backs right you know and hey when you're king don't you know don't get the drunkers in trouble because they're drunkards like so when you're king you got us right does that make sense so Henry IV part one and two when he's hanging out with them in the bars they're all like hey 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 when you're king right you got Come on, hook us up, right? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. And you have this great line where he's like, I'm I'm not gonna hang anybody. You you will. Uh. Now, what's the key here? If Bardolph knows that you get hung if you steal a cross, and then he chooses to steal a cross, who's hanging Bardolph? Bardolph. Bardolph is. He's hanging himself. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Now, does, does Henry have any responsibility for making that the law? This is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. He he's the one who made the law. Does that make sense? But it's interesting. I I'll interject it now. I want you to really ponder it as we watch this. I've been at Weed Academy for 17 years. When I went here, there were three seniors who were kicked out in the fall and then two more in the spring. My class had 56 and we graduated with like 51, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And, and does that happen at Weed Academy where students are asked to leave? Wait, why did I get kicked out? We'll get into that, that's not the point. Does that happen at Weed Academy? <coughs> yeah, it happens. I get so, it's so interesting to me when people blame the administration for asking students to leave when the students know that if they make those choices, it's against the rules and they've signed something saying that they're going to be asked to leave. Who's really kicking those students out? Themselves. Uh, I, we say it, I wonder how many of us really get that. Like, we're, if you know the rules and you make a choice to break them, and then you get the natural consequence for breaking them, whose fault is that? 100% whose fault? That is your own fault, right? Now. Injustice is a different matter when someone's wrongfully accused. Fair enough? But I think this we can drag this right out of the book, right off the screen, into our laps, pretty straightforward, right? Especially when you head off to college, too. 
it's something to chew about. Like what, right after Bowie's speech especially, what choices are we making? And what about the consequences for the choices we make? Especially when it gets down to like rules that people set who have authority over us, right? And actually they've all given their authority to Henry, but he's king. Maybe that's part of the tension, isn't it? His king gets to do what? Whatever they want, right? All right, so here it is. You don't have to watch it if you don't want to. It's pretty intense. I'll let you know when it's done. Whew. Could you do it? We would have all such offenders so cut off. And we give express charge that in our marches through the country, there'd be nothing compelled from the villages. Nothing taken but paid for. None of the French upbraided or abused in disdainful language. Wait, what? But when lenity and cruelty play for a kingdom, the gentler gamester is the soonest winner. And here comes Montjoy. Now, real quick, yeah, go ahead. We are on page one nine three. Famous. Anybody heard that one? Lenity and cruelty play for a kingdom. Has anybody heard that line before? Super famous line. That's a tweeter. That's like a. Oh yeah. Powerful lies. Like, hey, if you pray, if you're gonna get a kingdom by cruelty, you're gonna have to keep the kingdom by cruelty, right? Like, it's not gonna work. So let's vote. Good king or bad king? Come on, you gotta vote again. Thumbs up. Good king. Like from the scenario, or like. Hey, how's he doing? How's he doing? He's done some bad stuff, but. Oh, I think that was Who's going? Bad king. Come on, bad king. Whoa. Okay, wait, bad king, the dude's hanging him for stealing a cross, when what's he doing? He's stealing what? Blame. The whole country. Different. <laughs> I know, but I want you to consider, like, we can see the good king, right? Defend the good king. How's he good king? Because that was just. he's not just saying, like, oh, it's your friend, so I'm not going to punish him. Like, if at Weedon Academy, if, um, last year, Meredith Bull. Yeah, <laughs> Meredith. Oh. They if caught her. Was, like, yeah, if she did something really bad, like if she was, like, selling drugs at Weedon Academy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and got caught. And got caught. They wouldn't, they couldn't be like, oh, look, like Well, they could. They could. Mr. Bull could be like, hey, it's my daughter, you guys, back off. Would that work? Yeah, that yeah it would. Everybody would be like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, like, he could do that, but that, but how would that, that be? Would, it would reflect so badly on him. Right? All right, all right. That's not good parenting either. Yeah, you're right. That's not good parenting. All right. Can you have but wait a second. What if, what if, ready? What if Mr. Bolt is selling drugs at Wheaton Academy and then no, they catch his daughter and then he hangs his daughter? Uh, now what do you do? Now what do you do? Oh, but wait a second. Hey, hang the dude. He's stealing a cross from a church. But by the way, I'm going to steal the whole country. 
Sure, it's up for grabs. Right. I, do you guys see both sides of the coin here? If you want to go bad king, could you totally fillet him? Hey, if you want to go bad king with the scene, could you? Oh, yeah, he's come on. He's hanging his friend for stealing a little cross while he's stealing the whole country. Okay. Now, if you want to say good king, though, do you have plenty of defense? Yes. We've got the defense. Okay. Just be ready to defend it. Shakespeare! This is good king. I would I would hang him. Do it. You'd hang you. You'd hang him right here? You'd hang him? I don't know if I could, but that is the right thing. Yeah, okay. So how about this? Ready? Now... Hey, you guys, we debated it there. I want you to try. I mean, you're 25 years old. You just hung out with your one of your friends all through college. And now you're working with him at a job, and you caught him stealing. Ah, uh, see ya. You know, you do a pretty good job of relating it to real life, bro. It's my job. <laughs> if I put it in real life, like, what would I do? What would you do? What do you do, man? I mean, if you guys really want to put it to life, it's not like you, hey, guys, it's not like you're going to fire the guy. What's happening right here? He just what? The dude just got killed. He got hung. He's done. Yeah. Hey, hey, large group discussion. Come on, large group discussion. Yeah. All right, got to do it. Like, hey, leadership is hard. Come on, hard, right? You want to run the school? You want to run the church? You want to run the family? <laughs> you, you want to run the country? Like, it's hard. It's hard stuff. I think that's just something to really add in here. Like, this is complex, isn't it? And when we try to make it personal, it starts getting really personal, doesn't it? Yeah, Rose, you got a thought. But that could be the case. He's uh, he's, hard, yeah, he's, he's he, he, a lot of these guys are older than him, and he's running them, so, like, right? He has so to show that, like, that's tricky. Not a pushover. That's why he's taking over France, though. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> right. He's like, I know how how I'll earn respect. I'll just take over. I'll just take over the whole country. <laughs> and he's like, I'll united at what eleven? Yeah, that's yeah. Just, yeah. You get, you get All right. Tennis balls. Uh, yeah, the like, tennis balls. This is what you get. You get killed for giving me the tennis ball joke. That's what you get. That's not even funny. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wait, Luke. Over here, Luke. Is it legit? I don't know. <laughs> That's the whole other issue. So keep going, thing. though. Keep going. And he just kind of hides this and lets his friend off. He's going to lose the respect of pretty much the entire. Yeah, not just the British, but who? And the French. The French. So, I mean, like, I, I think from his point, he's like, well, first he broke the rules. Two, I'm king. And three, I'll look. It adds up, doesn't it? And, and, I, and who made the rule? He made his own. He made the rule. Oh, yeah. He's gonna like not do it. Everybody, I feel like he would lose respect. 
By the way, this gets tricky even down to stuff like Project Lead, doesn't it? I guess it's right there, isn't it? We won't have to discuss that right now. You had a thought? What were you going to say? Oh, who was it over here? Nobody? I just heard something. Okay. Oh, no. I, it's the voices in my head. So. I, no, no, I, said, I said something, but I forgot what I said. It was okay. just like spur of the moment. So. Yeah, fair enough. When it comes back. Yeah, maybe. All right. Hey, onward. Upward. I want you to consider this now. Look at the timing of this. He just hangs his friend, which this scene shows it is hard. I've seen it on stage. It's like, yeah, <coughs> hang him, whatever. <laughs> right? Like, it was almost like glad to get rid of him. Oh. So could you have that Honestly, type of thing? I, yeah. I feel you like could. He, he's kind of just like. And it would be a bad king. Get he's, rid of the baggage here. Like, he's, well, that would be a bad king if he was like, there was no remorse. Yeah. But like, I'm he's, glad he had it here. He just seems like a little bit of a, a virus. Just like, yeah, get, get him rid, out of there. Proverbs says, get rid of the mocker. Right? So it's spooky. All right. Well, now. He just hung him, and who walks in? Montjoy, who is from the French, saying, Oh, we've got 45,000 fresh knights up over there on the hill. We're going to crush you tomorrow. See ya. Holy cow, this is a day. Yeah, we'll give you a day. And actually, here's what he says. Okay, ready? Listen to this next speech. He's basically going to say, Hey, Henry. Yeah, Henry, you got it? All these people you brought all the way over here, we're going to kill all of them tomorrow because we have 20,000 mounted knights, <laughs> right? And they're all sick and tired, and you maybe have maybe 500 horses. Plus, we have 20,000 more foot soldiers. So they're all going to die unless you give yourself up right now. How did that oh. <laughs> What do you do? What do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Okay, so fine. Okay, you, you wanna you wanna give yourself up? Give yourself up and I'll let all these guys go home. We'll just we'll just take you. Wait, how did they win? <laughs> I know, right? I know. Right. Oh yeah, come on. Hashtag Jesus gives himself up for ransom for us to pay for our lives. But you guys catch this? So we got the Jesus layer. We got just the practical layer. Sorry I called you out there, dude. <laughs> but actually put it, but what, what would you do? You've got, you just spent all this money, all this time, getting everybody this far, and that was their strategy. They're like, you're sick, you're tired, it's rainy, it's cold, and we will crush you tomorrow. So just give yourself up for ransom, Henry. Oh. It's ironic that his name is Joy. Yeah, Montjoy, I love that. Mountain of Joy. I love that. It's just awesome. He's like, hey, let's go. I'm going to kill you all tomorrow. By the way, wouldn't it be nice to have a little speech in your back pocket for that moment? Yeah, he needs to know what he's going to say. Look at the power of language. And imagine having the wherewithal to get Shakespeare as your speechwriter. Well, no, no. Imagine having the wherewithal to know how, as a leader, to respond in that moment. Because everybody's like, is he going to do it? Is he? And what would you want? Would you want him to do it? Or, or... Like, if you remember, if he gives himself up, now who owns England? France. Oh, <laughs> like, this is a... You ready for that decision? Wait, so... <laughs> he, like... He put his yeah. whole country right, in so jeopardy. Yeah, you go. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a king anymore. No, you're surrendering yourself to right, them. So, so if you go to France, you either have to win... Or... Or lose. Lose England. I say, yeah, it's double or nothing. This is huge. So, ready, set, are we all in the moment now? Gosh, I could not imagine making this decision. <laughs> ah. 
Glad we get to watch it first before we have to do it. So, oh, by the way, who's watching? Boy. All the junior high boys are watching to see what the, the good king does. What the, yeah, what like the, this is such an awkward moment. <laughs> He's like, what did you just do? <laughs> Thus, says my king, oh, say that to Hattie of England. Though he seems dead, we did but sleep. Oh. Tell him we could have rebuked him at half fleur. Now we speak, and our voice is imperial. England shall repent his folly. Oh. Bid him, therefore, consider of his ransom, which must proportion the losses we have borne, which in wait to re-answer, his pettiness would bow under. To this, add defiance. And tell him, for conclusion, he hath betrayed his followers, whose oh. condemnation is pronounced. So far, my king and master, so much my office. What do you say? Here it goes. I mean, everything's right here. It's either it's either we're gonna fight you, or yeah, you're right. We're done. I'll give it up. What is thy name? Yeah, Come on, Joy. I love that. Thou dost thy office fairly. Turn me back and tell thy king I do not seek him now, but could be willing to march on to Calais without impeachment. Go therefore, tell thy master here I am. My ransom is this frail and worthless trunk. Hmm. My army, but a weak and sickly guard. Yet God before tell him we will come on. Bring it. Though France himself <laughs> and such another neighbor stand in our way. Oh, Monsieur, fare you will. The sum of all our answer is but this. We would not seek a battle as we are. Nor as we are, we say we will not shun it. Ooh, yeah, like, yeah, bring it. So tell your master. I shall deliver so. Thanks to your majesty. Ooh, what did you just call him? That's interesting. Yeah. All right, what do you say? Bring it on, let's go. Yeah, a little saucy, a little tired sauce. Hey, listen to this. They actually kept this line in. I hope they will not come upon us now. We are in God's hand, brother. Nothing there's. Ooh. You might want to highlight that one. Wait, but we're not done yet. Page 196 gets the end of the scene. Okay, it starts to rain. Of course it does. Pathetic fallacy. It's like Helm's Deep. Here we go. March to the bridge. Now draws towards night. Beyond the river, we'll encamp ourselves. And on tomorrow, bid them march away. How was the ending of that scene? Yeah. There's not like, uh, the signs of war advance. No king of England, if not king of France. Woo! Is that what he's doing right now? I mean, look at this. Uh, beyond the river, we'll camp ourselves, and tomorrow we'll march away. Did, did, I, I wonder, maybe Shakespeare just couldn't think up a rhyme? Oh, right Shakespeare, there. Maybe Shakespeare was just like, like 3.30. Shakespeare he just, just couldn't like, get it done. Oh, no, no, whatever, just whatever. Just away. I just gotta get away. Or why, ready? Why is there no cute rhyming couplet at the end of this? Because it's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, is there a nice pretty bow on the end of this scene? Is it all wrapped up? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes. Couldn't this be like, we're in God's hand, brothers, not ours. Now let's go. Get camp. Let's get ready. Bring it. We're going to get ourselves ready. Tomorrow, we'll march away. Which, come on, let's give it up right there. Come on. That's kind of, do you see where I did that 101 ways to say a Shakespeare line, right? They have him crying over Bardock. They have him like all mellow. You could take the rhyming couplet as no rhyme or reason. You could also take it as focus. We're not going to do some cute little rhyme here. This is business. Let's go. Right? Yeah? Yeah. Well, that'd be a nice pun. I mean, that could be a nice pun. That'd be a fun spin on that line. Which, can you do that with Shakespeare? Sure, but he's, he's talking about, he's telling Exeter what to do with the army. So... That's the phrase. He's talking to his. Is it Exeter? I forget. Is it? Who is it? It's uh, Gloucester. He's talking to Gloucester. He's telling Gloucester what to do. He's giving a command. Okay. Yeah, does that make sense? But it'd be fun if he went something like this and bid them to march well, away. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hey, tell them to march away. Cause they're all gonna die. <laughs> Right? <coughs> we good? Yeah. He's got the whole world. Okay. Sorry. Questions, thoughts, comments. Are we ready to just keep going? Are we in it now? You guys, how are we doing with Act 3? We catching the plot? We catching the story? We catching the tension? How's the tension? <laughs> yeah, he's ratcheting that up. It is pretty sweet that it's October 23rd and they're going to set up for the battle for Agincourt, which is on the 25th. And we're going to get there tomorrow. In the rain. Which is pretty sweet. Yeah, that's true. Look at, look at the love right there. Well. I think we should have like an Agincourt party and like everybody bring food and we just like. Let's do it. Celebrate. Let's do it. Friday? Let's just do it. We can okay. Agincourt party it up. Right? Tomorrow's the night, the, the night before. Tomorrow is St. Crispin's Day. We can bring something. Wait, are we going to watch Crispin. the battle tomorrow? I don't think we'll get there tomorrow. There's a big scene before that. It's the, they do the whole big night before the scene. So. But eh, it'll be perfect to watch the night before the battle, the night before the Battle of Agincourt. I mean, it's, that's pretty legit. And then Wednesday, Thursday, we don't have school either. I know, so you guys can be out there doing your own battle. All right, uh, we're going to meet. There we go. We'll act swords. it out. We're gonna do a reenactment. Reenactment. Let's do it. Anyone have four hundred horses? There you go. Four hundred. Okay. Hey, we got ten minutes. Let's do this last scene night before. Okay. Let's do one more scene and then we'll call it a day. You guys are doing great. But let's wrap up Act Three. We are at Act 3, Scene 7. If you want to go back to page, or no, jump to page 204, Chorus is going to give us a little bit. Okay, he's going to give us a little bit. And then we'll come back to this scene. Let's all just do it. Everybody go to page 204.
studying language. Well, let's all watch this. Hey, look at all those arrows, by the way. See them all? This is some of the most beautiful stuff penned by Shakespeare. You don't want to miss it. Maybe just listen if you want. It is gorgeous. About 40 lines here. Now, entertain conjecture at a time when creeping murmur and appalling dark fills the wide vessel of the universe. From camp to camp, through the foul womb of night, a hum of either army still in sounds, that the fixed sentinels almost receive the secret whispers of each other's watch. Fire answers fire, and through their paley flames, each battle sees the other's umbered face. Steed threatens steed in high and boastful neighs, piercing the knight's dull ear. And from the tents, the armories, accomplishing the knights, with busy hammers closing rivets up, with dreadful note of preparation. Proud of their numbers and secure in soul, the confident and overlusty French to the low-rated English play at dice and chide the crippled, tardy-gated knight who, like a foul and ugly witch, doth limp so tediously away. Now they cut it. There's another 20 more of those lines. Just beautiful imagery and metaphor and simile. We'll get to that tomorrow. We'll watch the French. So, it's the night before the big battle. What are the French doing? I Act have the best armor scene six. in the world. Would it were day. You have an excellent armor, but let my horse have his due. It is the best horse of Europe. Will it never be mourned? My lord of Orléans, and my lord high constable, you talk of horse and armor? You are as well provided of both as any prince in the world. I will not change my horse for any that treads but on four hoofs. When I bestride him, I saw I am a hawk. He is pure air and fire. And the dull elements of earth and water never appear in him, but only in patient stillness while his rider listens. Indeed, my lord, it is a most absolute and excellent horse. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you got a nice horse, prince, dude. How are the French doing the night before the big battle? They relate it thick. The, the scene opens. I've got the best armor in the world. Oh, yeah? Well, I've got the best horse in the world. Right? How are they doing? There it is. This I is, can see why they lost. They underestimated yeah. the This is locker room talk. It's arrogant. It's prideful. How about the how about this song, but particularly the psalm that comes to mind? Some trusted horses and chariots, oh, yeah. but we trust in the name of the Lord God Almighty. Like Shakespeare's literally writing that verse out right here. They're trusting in their horses and their armor. They're trusting in that. Right? He says, no, we're in God's hands not theirs, right? So you got a, a pretty powerful juxtaposition here. My Lord Constable, the armor in your tent Skip to tonight, page 200. Are suns or stars on it? Stars, Montjoy. 
Some of them will fall tomorrow, I hope. Ooh. And yet my sky shall not want. Never be day! I will trot tomorrow a mile, and my way shall be paved with English faces. I will not say so, for fear I should be faced out of my way. <laughs> I'll go arm myself. It's a little early, but you always just go get ready. The Dauphin longs for morning. He longs to eat the English. I think he will eat all he kills. Which would be nothing. He never did harm that I heard of. No, uh, will. You guys catch that? Like he's never been in a battle before. So he's all what? Talk. He's all talk. You guys catch this too? They want morning. So they're like, will it never be morning? So what do they want? The they want the battle to come. Morning? What's another meaning for morning? Oh to mourn over the dead, to cry. Oh. Will it Jeez. never be morning? Come on, I love that. They're like craving for the morning. Oh, they're gonna get it. <laughs> they're gonna get a lot of morning tomorrow, right? Cool pun? Cool pun. Great pun. Great pun. Very punny. All right. Keep going. None tomorrow. Hmm? Would it were day? What was that? Uh, that it's it's been repeated a few times, but the one I just did was line eighty-five, page two hundred. Alas, poor Harry of England. Page two hundred two. He longs not for the dawning, as we do. If the English had any apprehension, they would run away. <laughs> run away. That's. Monty Python. <laughs> that island of England breeds very valiant creatures. Why does he know that they're valiant? Because he's been interacting with Henry. Does that make sense? So he knows. He's like, you guys. Now is it time to oh, arm? Yeah. Come, shall we about it? It is now two o'clock. But let me see, by ten, we shall have each a hundred Englishmen. <laughs> Really? I hope that guy dies first. Actually, no, I hope the Dauphin <laughs> dies first and then that guy dies second. But what's the setup? What's the setup here, guys? Because actually, each of the Englishmen get 100 Frenchmen. Look at the eye. Come on, right? It literally flips. And that's when you do that, like, it's crazy, the math on this. Hardly any of them die, and thousands and thousands are dying. Like, 12,000 French die in a morning. <laughs> oh, how morning. Many, how many? <laughs> They say between 25 and 500 English. Oh. Which That's is, a huge range, but still. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the, the stats aren't, it, we don't have as much. Yeah, you know, it's kind so of hard. 600, yeah, it's years 600 years ago. I got a few more minutes. And let me just give, my, give the last few minutes of class to these last words of the chorus. And they're just beautiful. So we'll kind of end class with them. And we'll, we'll get to Henry at his camp. All right, page 204. Condemned English? Like sacrifices, I will watch for fires, sit patiently, and inly ruminate the morning's danger. Inly ruminate. Look at the contrast. And their gesture said, Investing land, lean cheeks, and warble coats. 
presenteth them unto the gazing moon. So many hobby ghosts. Pick up right there. We have like 5,000 guys though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there you go. <laughs> hey, oh, a lot of them were off at the Crusades. See you guys. Take care. Blessings. Nice job today. Don't hang your friend. That's your homework. Well, and, and Helm's Deep is a great connection here with the rain, and they're outnumbered, and they still ride out. And even the orc asks for them to give himself up. He's like, "Why you come out here? He's like to look at the morning, you know?" So it's like, it's good stuff.